This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? Learn more at TaylorMadeGolf.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning, Canada. Welcome inside GTC the gang. We're all back together. Scully, Weeks, and Zacchino. And here in the GTA, we saw some snow this morning, which was uh, not so pleasant. Mark, no snow where you are right now, right? Not a cloud in the sky, boys. It's uh, 88 degrees and sunny here in Cabo, and uh, my father-in-law has arrived for a visit, so we're going to show him around a little bit today. No golf today. Uh, I've got a little bit of golf later on in the week, and uh, we were just chatting a little off air uh, over at uh, Diamante last week. Uh, shovel already well in the ground for the third Tiger Woods golf course. So, uh, sorry, the second Tiger Woods golf course and the third at Diamante, which is going to be the host course for the worldwide technology moving forward. I don't know if it'll be ready for next year. Possibility. Uh, obviously you can grow grass pretty easy down here. So growing grass, not, not a problem, <laughs> but, um, but for certainly for the 25 edition will definitely be the, the new host venue. Now, Bob, not sure if you saw some of the videos Mark posted in shorts and short sleeves, hitting golf balls, just how, how jealous are you right now? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna call customs and see if we can get him delayed, and he'll you know put the pain to him now. That's, but he'll don't worry. What? He'll be if back in guys, time. If you guys do that, I'll just meet you in Maui, gents, in January. I'll just meet you yeah, in Maui. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a very no, good. Strategy. I'm very envious and I'm very happy. Mark yeah. Mark works hard and uh, deserves a little break. Thanks, guys. He Thank certainly you. does, and that tan is coming in nicely, too, uh, on this Zoom call. Anyway, very busy show. A little later on, we're going to be joined by Groove It Brush founder Clint Sanderson, a product that many tour pros are using across many professional tours uh, around the world, so we'll learn all about uh, those products. But tons of news, again, in the world of golf. Let's cut things off. Some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. So I mentioned some snow coming down this morning, and right by my condo now, the snow has stopped. But for me, it kind of had feelings of Christmas morning. Why? Because Tiger Woods is back playing this week, baby. Yes, he is back for the first time since the Masters. Okay, Bob, for you realistic expectations for Tiger Woods this week? What should they be? Uh, that he finishes 72 holes, standing up, no pain. I mean, there's all sorts of, of, of scuttlebutt going along on the on the web about, you know, where's his health at? Everyone's, some people saying it sounds like he's great. He did talk to Doug Ferguson last week of the Associated Press and said that there's no pain in his foot at all. So um, I, I think just to see him out golfing in a healthy 72 holes and, uh, you know, doesn't do anything to embarrass himself or uh, doesn't look out of place, which I, I don't think he would be playing if that was the case. So I'm, I'm kind of pumped. I'm, I'm kind of positive to see what he's got in the tank. Mark, for you, same question. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Bob. If he can play four rounds of golf, look like he belongs, not be laboring around on the weekend like, like 
you know, sometimes we've seen him where it's hard for him to even, you know, mark his golf ball and things of that nature. If we don't get that tiger and we get a loosey goosey tiger that looks like, hey, this wasn't the, this wasn't climbing Mount Everest to play four rounds of golf in the Bahamas, uh, then I think that's a great success. I'm curious of his ball speed. You know, he has surprised us all before, right? We're, we haven't seen him in, in a year and we get ball speeds of like 180 miles an hour. And you're going, how does that, how does that even add up? I wonder if he has the new tailor-made driver in the golf bag that, that Rory had uh, in the bag last week at the uh, DP World Tour final. Uh, I'm curious of a lot of things. And of course, we're going to see him with Charlie, right, at the PNC as well. And uh, if you connect the dots, if he looks okay this week and then looks okay at the PNC, then if you keep connecting those dots, then the rumors we've been hearing for the last four or five weeks of him playing golf at the Genesis in L.A. in February are likely true. And one thing I am curious, too, just off the golf course, Tiger is set to speak with the media at some point Tuesday, we think late morning, early afternoon, sometime in that window, is he'll definitely be asked about the PIF proposed agreement mm -hmm. to not be an agreement to maybe be an agreement at some point in the near future. I mean, Mark, we haven't heard Tiger speak publicly in quite some time, and he, he still is. He is the needle. Tiger Woods is the needle. What, what, if anything, do you think Tiger could possibly say about what went down that Tuesday in June at the RBC Canadian Open? I think now, and I mean, I don't know anything. This is just a gut reaction. But I know now that he is kind of on the inside, isn't he, guys? Well, he's, he's on the Players Advisory Council and he's kind of been brought into the fold. And if a deal is made and, and, and struck official, then he'll be part of the group that decides how the path, uh, the return path is laid out for players who want to come back to the PGA Tour, which last week we all discussed that might maybe Graham McDowell is the first name that comes back to get ready for Champions Tour. Now the Tigers kind of in the inside of all of this, I got to believe that most of the stuff we're going to get from Tiger has been scripted. Like there, there's going to be key phrases, key points, things that him, Monaghan, the people involved at the top layer of this have agreed upon in terms of what they're saying. And they can always go to, well, guys, because this you know deal is still in process and there's legalities involved, I'm not allowed to say this. Like that's the easiest thing to say, right? Because of... Because it's this is still a process that's taking place and there's legal involved that said, I, I'm handcuffed. I'd love to tell you more, but I'm not able to, right? Like that, he, they have that crutch. So I don't expect we're going to get much. Like, Bob, you, would you agree that most of it's kind of going to be, here's the four or five talking points, don't leave these talking points, and then uh, move on to golf? Yeah, I mean, listen, Tiger's on the board, so he's privy to a lot of, details of what's going on uh i think though he's smart enough to know that he, he'll top line it he'll just say you know we're having discussions with these kind of people and this pif is still involved and we're working diligently and we want to get something done and i'm very optimistic that's the kind of stuff i think you'll see there's lots of other things you want to talk to him about obviously i mean don't forget his tgl uh, disaster with the, <laughs> the roof blowing down in a league that was supposed to start this year in january now is going to be another year so there's lots to catch up on with tiger um, I mean, there's just been so much that's happened since we've last heard from him. And, and as you pointed out, Adam, not just from, from his golf game. 
So Tiger Woods is back playing this week at the Hero World Challenge. Mark, what? Sorry. You know what's something, guys, that's kind of flying under the radar? Because I know we got a lot of news to get to. I mean, there's so much stuff that broke, broke that's absolutely ridiculous. But it's Will Zalatoris's return this week as well. We're going to see Will Zalatoris play four rounds of golf for the first time in forever in a day. And, I mean, we're so, I don't want to say we're so accustomed, but we've kind of now been trained to just see, oh, a guy goes for a fusion back surgery or a guy goes for a major back surgery like Tiger Woods and he comes out and he has 180 miles per hour ball speed. Well, I mean, Tiger's really the first guy we've seen kind of come back from all this stuff and, and still like be able to have the pop of the bat and all this. I'm really almost as curious to see how Will Zalatoris is doing. And, and, you know, is he still anywhere near the level, uh, when the last, basically the last time we saw him? Cause one could argue that, you know, he was on his vertical and incline in terms of his career. When he walked away, when he had to walk away, than anybody is on was on the planet at that time, and you really hope for, a, a, like, it would be a shame if Will Zalatoris couldn't pick up where he left off. I mean, that would be just a a, a tragic way to, to watch this young career. So I'm really hoping he's good to go, and this is a good sign for four days. We're going to get a great Will Zalatoris in 24. Yeah, I think 2022 losing in the playoff of the PGA Championship to Justin Thomas, one shot short at the U.S. Open to Matt Fitzpatrick after that incredible bunker shot Fitzpatrick hit on the 72nd hole. Will Zalatoris also back in action this week. But Tiger Woods, he's playing again at the Hero World Challenge. Bob, answer this question. This week is a success for Tiger Woods if? If uh, his leg doesn't fall off. Uh, no, honestly, I would say, <laughs> I would say honestly, if he if he's competitive. Um, now, you know, it's one thing to say we hope is physically he's able to play golf and do things well, but let's not forget he has not played competitive golf since last April. We let's not forget that he's into his late forties. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on beyond just the foot and the leg and the you know, the, the ankle fusion and all that. So, but I think if he finishes 18 holes, uh, 72 holes, and he's shows that he's can play again, then uh, that's, that's a big success. Mark for you, this week is, is a success for Tiger Woods. If I'm going to add just a little bit to Bob, I'm going to say this week is a success for Tiger Woods. If he appears to be competitive. And if on Sunday night, when we wrap this tournament, it appears that he could play again Monday if he needed to. Well said. And if you're in interested in a little lollies, perhaps, Tiger Woods, the longest odds in the field at plus 6,500 on FanDuel for this week. Now, Tiger Woods obviously back in action this week. Someone we won't be seeing this week on the golf course, but was making a lot of news off the golf course was John Rahm. And lots of rumors going around by some sources – you could argue whether they are very credible or not. Many would say they are not, saying John Rahm has been heavily linked to live. We saw numbers in the $600 million range. We saw his good buddy J.J. Watt on a couple of different podcasts saying he would go over and make sure John Rahm signed that deal if it was official. We got Alan Shipnuck saying Phil Mickelson is telling people that this is true. We have Phil Mickelson responding to Alan Shipnuck indirectly because they blocked each other on X <laughs> saying this is not true. Mark, this is just a, a great soap opera, isn't it, right? 
Well, isn't everything with live, right? Isn't this just fall in line with anything that's live golf? Anytime we talk about live golf, and this is really for the last two years. I mean, if let's just, okay, let's throw this out there. Let's suggest that uh, we've spoken about live for an accumulation of three hours on Golf Talk Canada over the last two years. uh, If you include radio and TV. Out of those three hours, I would suggest to you five minutes was uh, about any shot that might have been hit on Live Golf. Anytime we talk about Live Golf, it's about the circus, it's about the soap opera, it's about the theatrics, it's about the disturbance in the game. Uh, It's never about, wow, what a tournament, wow, what a shot, wow, was that not captivating, what a finish. It's never about that. It's always about the BS and and here we go again. And there could be truth to this. Sure, you know, why wouldn't they be trying to go get John Rahm? He's got connections to Tim Mickelson. He's got connections through agencies and all these all these connections through Phil, etc. At the same time, he also mentioned he doesn't play the game for money and and if they don't have world golf ranking points, it was a non-starter for him and that was this year. So, I don't know where there's smoke, there's fire. Or is it just Liv Golf and Phil Mickelson, whoever's behind all of this, just starting more rumors and trying to poke the bear again? I don't know. And as long as Liv Golf is in existence, which might not be for more than another year anyway, I don't know. We'll see where all this goes. But as long as it's in existence, this is what it's going to be about. This is what we'll be talking about. And one of the rumors anyway, Bob, was that John Rahm was not happy with the format of live golf and that would have to change for him to go to live golf. So you would think that's a fairly big thing to happen given 54 holes, no cut hundred grand to come in last. When you saw all of these rumors with John Rom, what'd you think? Uh, a couple things. First off, when I saw where the rumors were coming from, um, you know, they weren't the usual sources that are usually pretty, pretty good at finding things out. They were, and nothing, I don't know the people who did pass the rumors, but they were very uh, unusual websites or Twitter sites or things. There was no real sort of of the, of the main people who've broken these stories before um, adding up to it and saying, yeah, this is going to happen. Uh, as Mark said, you know, there are connections. John Rahm's college coach was Tim Mickelson. His first agent was Tim Mickelson. He's been tight with the Mickelson family for a long time. But, you know, in, in a bigger picture... This is almost always going to be Live Golf's biggest issue, is that as the years go on, the people who are playing on Live are going to fall off, a.k.a. Graham McDowell, uh, or they're going to lose their luster, and now you've got to fuel the tank again, and you've got to bring new players in, because nobody's going to go over there. Now that they've set the precedent of how much money it's going to be over there, nobody's going to go over there for nothing and just try to win money, right? They want to be lured over, so you're going to see this constantly, and more and more players will drop off. And I just don't know if the feeder system is strong enough um, for this to make any sense as you keep going on. Bob, the one thing that I'm so curious about, and it, again, it's American Thanksgiving this past week. John Rum does live in America with his family. Maybe that's why he was so quiet over the last few days. The one question I do have is, if there is absolutely no truth to this whatsoever and no discussions going on or discussions that had taken place or have been taking place, why is Rom so quiet? That's my one question in all of this because I don't necessarily think he's going because of what Bob just said. Like, 
I agree. Like, I don't, you know, like, does John Rahm want to put himself in a position where he's playing as, you know, Masters past champion and lost all his world golf ranking points and, and trying to take the Kepka route? I don't think that's a desirable path for people from live golf. Um, but that being said, why isn't he, why isn't he diffusing this? Why hasn't he said anything? Are we going to get a statement today? It's Monday. Are we going to get a statement tomorrow? Possibly. I mean, but the silence, the longer his silence goes, if the rumor persists, the longer the silence goes, the silence becomes more deafening than the rumor. Well said, though. We'll be staying uh, in tune here to see if John Rahm puts anything out uh, in terms of a reaction to all the rumors coming out last week. Now, before we sign off and go to break here, Live Golf also releasing its schedule for 2024. And one thing that really stood out to me, gents, is this is going to happen a number of times where Live Golf is going to compete directly against the PGA Tour uh, in terms of their events being played. And most notably, in my mind anyway, you look in February, WM Phoenix Open, Live Golf's going to be in Vegas. The Super Bowl is also going on. So from a ratings perspective, Bob, can you make any sense of this? Uh, not really. I mean, it's. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that Live Golf is at the point where they are trying to find golf courses that will give up, you know, will, will host them. And it's not not too hard outside of the United States. You know, they're big in Australia, obviously. And seven of the, uh, seven, I think, of the 10 or 12 events that they've listed are, are outside of the United States. But, um, you know, they're going up against Arnold Palmer. They're going up against Memorial. They've got a couple of head-to-heads. The one thing I'm really happy about is there's nothing going up against the Canadian Open. Not that it matters much, right? I mean, I don't know if it distracts from the PGA Tour events because they still don't have a television deal. That's crucial. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with Bob, uh, knowing uh, the past couple of years, uh, likely on the Tuesday of the Canadian Open is the week is probably the day that the PGA Tour and Live will announce the merger, the official signing of the deal, because they, something has to happen during Canadian Open week, doesn't it? Um, I don't think, I, I mean, I hate to be this guy and, you know, I'm going to get, I always get beat up for this stuff, but I don't think anything they do matters, I, I, including signing John Rahm. I mean... I think what the FedEx, call, FedEx Cup fall proved is that golf fans, people who like golf, want to see golf that matters, wants to see competition, want to see uh, people fighting it out for something that's real. And they would prefer that with names that are not household names over a bunch of stars playing in what feels like an exhibition. Uh, in other words, the, you know, the WWT championship here in Cabo is more captivating than a skins game because that's really what we're talking about. Uh, at, 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 and so I'm with Bob. And I mean, I'd love to put out a, a, a Twitter poll. I, I'm curious what our Golf Talk Canada audience would, would say. But I mean, if John Rahm signs with Liv tomorrow, will you start watching Liv in 2024? My guess is the large percent of our Twitter audience, with the exception of you-know-who, the, the bots and, and the live warriors that seem to sit, do nothing but sit in the basement and hang around on Twitter or X or whatever they want to call it, um, with the, the real Golf Talk Canada listeners and viewers, my, my, my gut tells me the answer is no. 
that they won't. They don't care who's playing, with the exception of maybe one human on the planet. Tiger Woods is the only human on the planet that can actually maybe move that needle. And we're talking about a, a guy who's going to turn 48 in, in a month. So I don't know. That's where I'm at on this. Lots of uncertainty right now. What we do know, Liv, will open 2024 at Mayakoba, directly up against a signature event on the PGA Tour at Pebble Beach, which is quite something. Okay, when we come back here on GTC, because we've gone way long in news and headlines, we got a lot more news from around the world of golf. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade and the TP5 and 5X. Try it. What's the best that can happen? This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside GTC. Scully, Weeks, and Zacchino continuing to discuss all the latest news in the world of golf, including the Player Impact Program, which the announced the winners of the player, the PIP on the PGA Tour, and won Rory McIlroy winning $15 million for this. Tiger Woods won 12. He came in second place. I don't, something about this seems strange to me. Bob? PIP, 15 mil, 12 mil for Tiger, who barely played golf in 2023 so far. What do you think? Well, it's it's really, I guess, about who moves the needle. And what we've said before is this is the guy who moves the needle. So it's sort of, um, it's hard to figure out if it's good or bad because we don't really know what the, what the, what the, the objectives are or what, why they, how you get points. I mean, in the first year, it was basically mostly on social media. And uh, if you did that, then, you know, Tiger doesn't have a lot of social media, although when he does, it's pretty impactful. Usually it's because he's announcing something or saying something. But, um, you know, we're not really sure of the exact details of how it's awarded. So, I, I mean, listen, hey, if we can keep Tiger happy, that's great. If keep Rory happy, that's great. Give him a few extra money dollars. You know, I mean, this is let's face it. This was a, a, a creation of uh, it was a defense of the live league when they were scooping players up left right and center to a certain extent so I, I think it's working although it's going to drop down a little bit in value next next season it's going to be about half the value it will be that this year so they're phasing it a little bit but um listen if i'm uh, if i'm tiger woods i don't really ask why i'm just saying thanks put it in my bank account and we should also mention that john rom came in third winning nine million dollars so not bad mark for you the pip overall what's your perspective on it i have no idea how this works i'm <laughs> I have no idea. Like, seriously. And, and, oh, we changed the criteria from last year to this year, and no one knows the new criteria either. And I don't know. To me, this stuff was just really desperate attempts to to play defense and find ways of throwing money at the big stars to try to stop them from going to live. I mean, that's that's all this was. And in a way, guys... We kind of mentioned it in segment one. In a way, part of, in my mind anyway, part of TGL was that as well. It was like Tiger and Rory going, okay, what can we do together? Is there a business opportunity here for us? And, and But part of that, I think, was also a how do we, you know, 
play defense against Liv. So, I mean, so many of these things, signature events, TGL, uh, uh, the, the PIP, not the PIP, what do we call this again? The, uh, PIP. the uh, yeah, PIP. Uh, I mean, there is probably four or five, six major initiatives that were, in my mind, all reactionary defense against Live Golf. And uh, this one, I have no clue. Like, don't ask me to explain it, please. Okay, well, I won't. <laughs> some other news in the world of golf. Some great news, too. The CPKC Women's Open named the LPGA Tournament of the Year for the second straight year. Bob, you were there this past August. Uh, what was your thought on being there on the property and, and the news that came out? Um, you know, I haven't been to a ton of LPGA Tour events in the last little while, but the ones I've been to outside of the CPKC Women's Open are are not even close to in comparison to how big it is, um, how inventive it is, how big the buildup is. It really, and, and talking to a lot of the players at Shaughnessy last year, you know, they were all saying, look, this is way bigger than, than outside of the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. This is way bigger than the other majors. This is a big event, and it's too bad it's not a major. I'm sure it, it uh, in that transition between uh, DeMori and all that that walked through, it would have been pretty good to keep it as a major. But it has the feel. It has the look. Uh, they do great activations. They have a lot of fun with it. And I, I think it's more than deserving. And if you ask the players, I don't think there would be one who would disagree with you on this, this award. And some other news as well. We discussed last week on the show, Paul Azinger out at NBC, at least for the time being this week. Paul McGinley will take his spot in the lead analyst chair. Mark, what are your thoughts on Paul I, McGinley? I like Paul McGinley uh, a lot. I, I think he does good work on the live from desk and things of that nature. I, I'm not as familiar with his work in this type of role. It's a bit of a different role. You know, from the live from desk, they have basically all day to prepare what they're going to talk about that evening uh, with producers and directors and researchers and um, a lot of people behind the scenes making everybody look really good. Now, that doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking about and they don't, they don't know what they're doing. I think he does a great job. This is going to be a little different. This is, tell us why this is important right now. And, and for those who don't like Paul Lazinger, that was the reason they, that they, he took so many shots because there's only me, only so many times you can say, that's a great shot, and not tell us why. And there's only so many times you can talk about pressure. We all know there's pressure. You can't just talk about the pressure. So to be able to articulate some type of intelligent insight in the moment without, uh, without the opportunity of researching all afternoon is a completely different skill set. So I'm curious to see what he does, but I think he's going to do great. I believe, Bob, am I incorrect in thinking that He's done some of this work before for Sky or BBC or things, some overseas. So it might be new to us on a North American side of things, but I, I think I don't believe this is his first time in this role, correct? No, he's, he's, he's usually on the dais and when you're at the Open Championship, um, calling some plays. He's done, I think he's done European Tour TV as well, which uh, was predecessor before Sky took it over. So I think, uh, I think he's experienced enough. It's just going to be, to me, it's going to be a question of whether the U.S. audience uh, knows him well enough. He's a super guy, just an absolute lovely guy. So I hope, uh, I hope it goes. But they've got some options. They've got Justin Leonard. They've got David Duvall. I mean, there's some other people that, that they may want to fill in. This was obviously a fairly um, rapid substitution at this point, and it's not a huge event. So we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, really curious to see Paul McGinley in this role, the captain, of course, of Team Europe in 2014 when they won the Ryder Cup, won numerous Ryder Cups playing as well. When we come back here on GTC, we're going to learn all about the Groove It brush because many people don't think about cleaning their grooves enough, and this product will help you with that. That's coming up next right here, GTC. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Visit weathertech.ca. Welcome back inside well, there are many products out there in the world of golf to help with your golf swing, golf shoes, golf apparel, but a lot. But one thing that people might not think about often is cleaning their grooves, and that is an essential part of your golf game, have spin around the green, that sort of thing. And there's a new product that uh, is out called the Groove It Brush. And for much more on this product, I caught up with founder Clint Sanderson. Now joining us is the inventor and owner of Groovit, Clint Sanderson. Clint, welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Well, thanks, Adam. I appreciate you having me on. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Okay, you and I both. So the Groovit brush, how did the idea come to be? Well, I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that uh, as a kid, I've been playing golf since I was a little kid, and um, I literally spit on my golf club and cleaned it with that cheap little brass brush my entire life. And things changed when I, um, I as a sports injuries as a kid kind of did me in. And uh, so I had to have my knees replaced a few years ago. And I was flying a medical helicopter at the time for the University of Oklahoma. And a good friend of mine, a pilot, said, Clint, what are you going to do for the year that you're not going to be flying? And I said, well, I don't know. I really hadn't thought about it. And he said, well, you need to think about it because you don't want to look back after a year and not have anything to show for it. So I was I was like, well, that, you know, that really makes good sense. So I was watching the PGA Tour on a Sunday afternoon, and I just got a, uh, I got a legal pad out, and I just started, like, making a basic – drawing of what could be a golf club cleaner. And uh, it just kind of went from there. I um, went through now seven uh, generations of 3D prototyping to uh, to to get it made. And I took the PGA merchandising show a few years ago and got some good insight on uh, making some good changes, made that, and one thing leads to another, and I'm here talking to you now. So initially, so how long ago was this when you initially put pen to paper on that first prototype? This was about seven years ago when it when it initially got started, but it really didn't take hold. I uh, I smoked a couple of credit cards uh, in order to get it done, and then uh, also the one asset that I I had uh, I live on a little small airport here in Oklahoma City, and um, so I have a hangar, and I have had a small airplane that was paid for. So I sold that airplane and that was my first uh, run at uh, the, uh, getting all the injection molds made and uh, finally getting it to production. 
Well, I went a couple of years without really kind of idling basically. And I, I was smart enough to, uh, to uh, get it from between, get the idea between my ears to hanging off a golf bag uh, with a couple of patents and uh, trademarking and all the stuff that goes with it. But um, 2020, Christmas of 2020 during the pandemic is when I met Nick. His wife, Val, bought him one um, uh, for Christmas. And he contacted me and said, I really love this thing, but you don't have any social media influence. I can change that. And I said, well, let's talk about it. And it's just kind of gone from there. So I got the idea hanging on a golf bag and and Nick um, has literally introduced it to the world. And I, so we're a good team, you know? Absolutely. You guys are a great team. Now, for those who haven't seen the Groove It brush in action, how does it actually work? Well, okay. So... <clears throat> There is a, a small water bottle inside an outer shell that screws onto the brush itself. And the brush is held to your uh, golf bag by way of a really strong magnet. Okay, so you can pop it off the bag, okay, and you push on the cap and it dispenses water in or through the the head of the brush onto your the face of your golf club and when you're used to it or used um, you're uh, finished with it just like get it in the same zip code basically of where the north end of the magnet is and it'll find the other half so uh that's how it goes and you i, I kind of put a couple of uh, drops of dishwashing liquid in there just it doesn't really help because like i said i started off spitting on my golf club you know but if you put a couple of drops of uh dishwashing liquid on it in you know in the in the small bottle it kind of comes out kind of foamy and you know it kind of looks cool but it really doesn't clean any better but it looks better well and that might be something that a lot of our viewers and listeners maybe don't think about that much is the importance of clean grooves because Clint that could be the make or break if you're in a bunker if you're around a green for making clean contact isn't it You are exactly exactly right um the grooves on the face of a golf club are like the the rifling in a barrel on a rifle and that if you don't have grooves on a golf club, it's like shooting a musket. So the ball comes out of the barrel, but you know, there's no telling which way it's going to go like a knuckleball. Well, so that rifling imparts spin and that creates the correct tra trajectory, the consistency of the spin accuracy, and all that still holds true with the face of a golf club. When you hit the ball, when the, when the face of the club strikes the ball, it imparts that spin. Well, if you have all sorts of stuff in the grooves, it makes a knuckleball. And that's why guys hitting it out of the rough have a hard time with consistency because the grass gets between the face of the club and the ball, and they kind of don't know where it's going to go for sure. Guys like me and you sure don't know. Even the pros, you know, they don't know, you know. So it's kind of a, you know, just kind of a, um, you just have to deal with it on, on occasion. So the, that's why the pros are all really, um, they're really into keeping their clubs, the face of the clubs, the grooves clean. And so it has literally changed my uh, pre-shot routine. Since I can take it off the bag, 
I'll be waiting at in, in the fairway, hopefully in the fairway, to, to get a shot to the green. I'm waiting. You know how you always have to wait. Somebody's on the green. and like So I just look, and sometimes even if I don't need to, I like to do it because it takes my mind to my shot. I pop it off, a couple of squirts, some scrub, towel it, put it back on right then and there, and then it just kind of locks me in. It's part of my routine to make sure because – Golf is hard. It's a hard game. It just is. And so it's easy to make an excuse if, well, it was the wind. Well, it was this, the lie. I was in a dip, whatever. You don't really need another excuse, you know, or another reason. It could go wrong on you, you know. So that's good, good, clean grooves are is where it's at. You know? Yeah, they they certainly are. And I, I've got a couple of the products uh, beside me. I can't wait to use them for the first time. So that's the Groovit brush. And then there's the Mini G. How did this all come to be? Well, um, <clears throat> Nick and I were talking about it. This is, uh, we introduced it last year at the PGA Merchandising Show. So we had thought about it <clears throat> several months before because we had to get prototyped and then had to get it manufactured and everything. But <clears throat> we were thinking that there's a, an entire subset out there of golfers that really are of the opinion. I don't need to spit on my golf club. I don't need any wet on there. I just need to clean it. That's what I want. So we came up with a smaller version that is a dry brush that answers the, 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 the challenge to the other set of golfers that aren't into the water. It's 2.6 inches tall so it's really become a hit with the uh, uh, with the professional golfers because, um, well, there's I went to the RBC Open with Nick, <clears throat> who's a Canadian, and we uh, we stopped counting after 18 guys that we saw that had it hanging on their back, the mini. So Justin Thomas, um, he loves it. There's just tons of the top five, top 10 golfers that uh, dig it. It's on there. It's on there. And, you know, we haven't paid them anything to do it either. So that means a lot to us that these guys are using it by choice, not by contract, you know, which is it's it speaks volumes for how good it is and how proud we are of it as well. It certainly does speak volumes as as you're not paying these professionals anything for actually using the products. Now, yeah. many players have had success using your products, whether it's the Groove of Brush or Mini G, across tours professionally. What's that like for you seeing your product out there on the professional tours and the players having so much success using your products? Adam, just you saying that brings the hair on my arm up. It's so flattering. I'm sitting in my room, in my living room. I'm watching television, just like millions of other guys. And I, I go, there's my mini right there. It's right there. And it's like, it's at the Masters. It's at the RBC Open. It's at every tournament venue. I mean, it's like, it just, it's very, very flattering. Because here again, um, we're not paying anybody to do this. So it's by choice. <clears throat> they're using it by choice and that's because it works and they like it. And that just brings the smile on my face and Nick's as well. And for sure. And so for anyone watching this interview, listening to this interview here in Toronto, it's, it's a little cooler right now, especially across Canada too. And they might be thinking, Hey, I need this for Christmas, for the holiday season to get yeah. ready for next year. How do our listeners, our audience uh, get some of these products? Well, Adam, there's several different ways you can uh, you can find a Groove It or a Mini G. <clears throat> First would be uh, in Golf Town. We're in Golf Towns in Canada. Um, 
you can get them on our site, which is grooveitbrush.com uh, or Amazon or, um, you know, in the United States where we're really um, fortunate, but we've grown. We're in uh, we're in a whole boatload of uh, Walmarts and Dixon Golf Galaxies. So if you're in the United States, you can get them real easy. Academy Sports, PGA Tour Superstores, we're out there. So if you just Google it, you'll find it and then you'll easily find a place to get it. But there's local places in, uh, in Canada where you'll find them. Many local places here in Canada to buy it. And this could be the turning point for your golf season heading into the winter and next season. Clint, very exciting products. Thanks so much for your time today and all the best here moving forward. Well, I really appreciate the time. Thank you for letting me uh, kind of boast a little bit. I appreciate it. The Groove It brush. When we come back here on GTC, we'll have some leaderboard updates from around the world of golf, including another international player winning in Australia. Boy, oh boy, that International Presidents Cup team. It's shaping up nicely for next year. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach, home to 80 great courses, 60 miles of sandy shores, endless dining and entertainment. Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to start planning your golf trip today. Wrapping up this morning's edition of GTC with some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in the world of golf. Check out bushnellgolf.com for much more information. The Joburg Open, Dean Burmester, a three-shot victory there on the DP World Tour. And Min Woo Lee winning the Australian PGA Championship. Of course, Min Woo Lee is Australian. Min Woo Lee hits bombs. And Bob, that International Presidents Cup team, it's looking better and better. Yet another victory in the fall for an, a potential International Presidents Cup team member. This is something that Mike Weir has to love. Mike Weir's getting all these great Christmas presents. Maybe actually their wedding presents. I don't know if you know, but Mike Weir got married last weekend. And, uh, and uh, so maybe this is all his uh, potential teammates are giving him wedding, wedding gifts for, uh, for Christmas. <laughs> now, are you guys not surprised? I was a little taken that we did not get the wedding invite. I thought the three of us said, hey, listen, guys, you're going to Hawaii anyway. Just come in early and come to the wedding. It's really what I thought. Especially with the way my Movember mustache is really settled in here just a couple <laughs> days left here uh, of this so anyway i uh, have to give a special shout out to mama skulls in florida fires a 79 Ooh. breaking 80 just just heating up at the right time so mama skulls congratulations on that well boys it's been another fun hour it's completely flown by and we should give a little teaser to our listeners because two weeks from today it's one of our favorites it's our Festivus special. We'll take a look back on the year that was, feats of strength. We'll air the grievances. And, Mark, I'm sure we'll have a lot of special guests and maybe a live studio audience as well. Well, always the live studio audience. The, uh, the grandstands are going up, the Jumbotron going up for everyone. Uh, we've spent a little bit more this year in pyrotechnics, uh, but we have to get it cleared here by health and safety first. So... Uh, but we're expecting, it's going to really look like, you remember that you guys see the canceled kiss concert in Toronto 
I scooped the pyros that were supposed to be used for the canceled Kiss concert. I got a great deal on them for Festivus. So, well, and and Bob as well. Uh, last week we also taped some specials that will air during the holiday portion of the the season, and we, we had a couple laughs during those shows too, didn't we? We did, and I think everybody's waiting to see what your outrageous uh, prediction is going to be because you've actually – they start, they start off being outrageous when you say them, Adam, but then sometimes they come true, so we'll see. That's right. I mean, I'm a little crazy sometimes, but, hey, sometimes I am able to guess the right thing. Yeah, so Festivus in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned as well to uh, your stations, too, for our year-in-review television special because that's going to be a, a fun one, too. Can't wait for winners, weird and what of the year. Also going to share some predictions on TV this year, too. Try something a little different. That'll be a ton of fun. Well, looking forward to seeing the big cat, Tiger Woods, back in action this week at the Hero World Challenge. We will we'll be back for a full recap next Monday, will we be talking about Tiger Woods finishing four rounds, a top ten? Who knows? Maybe in contention. We'll discuss all that and much more next Monday. Gents, you enjoy a great week. Mark, hopefully your golf swing continues to look as fluid as it is, and hopefully your putting stroke is <laughs> decent at the same time. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and remember the first good decision for the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit golftalkcanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.